Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Disorderly Podcast with lovely Nicole and Annika. What is up, motherfuckers? Oh my god, has it already been a week? What's going on? You blink your eyes and you wake up again and it's today. It's actually been more than a week because we are slackers and your boyfriend had to have a stupid birthday. Yeah, he done fucked up at being born <laughs> in the middle of our podcast recording primo time. Just kidding. Shout out. Happy birthday to Sam. <laughs> like, First God off, damn let's it. do a little, a little clinkities. A clinkity cluckity. Happy Annika Nicole Day. Aw, it's my our favorite, favorite day, day of the week. Ah! Cheers. Cheers, my Cheers up the asshole. I, I tried this new wine today. It's called Bread and Butter. Cabernet mm. and it's actually not too shabby. I saw yeah. it and I was like, hmm, I'm gonna try something new tonight, you know, the podcast you, night. Yeah. Do you buy based off price, label, or alcohol content? I do like price and the label kind of got me because if you can see it, it's just like super minimalist. It's like kind of like eye-catching. You're like, hmm, interesting. Oh, yeah. You think um, that a label like that, that's very minimalistic, they don't really need to do much for their advertising. So you're like, they must be on to something. If they're that good, they don't have to pay much for advertising. And what do you want to eat while you're drinking wine? Bread and butter. Dinner. <laughs> Mind <Mike> drop. <laughs> so I saw it. I was like, mm, I'm going to try it. But I feel like a, like a good, decent, like not fabulous that like, oh, you're going to a steak restaurant. Let's get a hundred dollar bottle of wine I feel like anywhere from like 12.99 to like 20 bucks you can get a pretty decent bottle of cab so this is true but my usual price range is between eight and 12 I'm like that's usually what I go for for like a Tuesday night such as tonight and then when I'm trying to get like really good wine I go 15 to 30 depending on my audience I agree with that because I'm like I typically like uh, I really like the Josh cab. I don't know Josh cab? Who's Josh? Yeah. Oh, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> She's my secret mistress. Mm. Um, no, but that one's like, I think it's like 12, 13 bucks. Okay, that's, that's a like, happy medium. 12 is my go-to for cab. So yeah. Like, oh, you Abs- can't go wrong. Absolutely. But anyways, so- how are you? How was your weekend? First of all, let me comment. I really love your glasses. They're so cute on you. Thank you. I feel like a scholarly fellow and I feel like I should be offered scholarships just based on my appearance. They're like, they fit your face nicely. Thank you. I got them from Warby Parker. I don't know if you guys have heard of Warby Parker, but you pretty much order like six different frames, try them on. And then from hmm. there, you send in your prescription and get it all so what happens if you like them all <laughs> well that's also a good question um i do you did just not. send them all do you pick one <laughs> you pick one i mean how I do you pick you could... one that is i can't do that i can't do that my face didn't look good and all the all the things all the i get it stuff. but then i'm always like well what if i want this well what if i want the clear frame well what if i actually want the like tortoiseshell frame all great questions. I think Warby Parker can answer your question. <laughs> actually, fun fact, I didn't know this. Well, actually, I did. I did know this. Warby Parker is just a made-up name, and the person that invented invented Warby Parker just thought it was, like, a good name, and they made their entire company based off of Warby Parker. Can you say Warby Parker three times fast? 
Bori Parker. You failed. That was fast. <laughs> you said it's slower than the first time. <laughs> it really made me think about it. I thought about whose name you say when you look in the mirror and say it three times and they appear behind you. Bloody Mary. No. I mean, we are almost in October. Is it Bloody so Mary? No, Bloody Mary's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you thinking red rum? Red rum. Red rum. <laughs> That's not it either. It's Warby Parker, Warby Parker, Warby Parker. That's it. You knew it's unfamiliar. Oh my God, I'm dead. Anyways, so back to tell me about your weekend. Um, I went to the coast this weekend. It was a blast. Uh, that's about it. I have nothing else to report. How was the weather? Weather was an even 70 with a very minimal wind chill, which, which was. Yes, yeah, so if you know Oregon coast it's amazing because normally it is raining freezing and sideways winds (laughs) yeah the wind is what always gets me because I fucking hate the wind but uh no I didn't experience any of that so it was a lovely fucking weekend how was yours I loved your pictures your pictures were amazing I was like "Mm, that my little Instagram model (laughs) (laughs) self-proclaimed um my weekend was good um throwback to let me tell you about my Thursday. I want to hear about your Thursday. Go on. Get on with so, it. I went and played Bunko with a bunch of old ladies. And let me tell you how that went. I loved it, by the way. It sounds so, like a cult. What is it? So throwback to when I was a kid, my mom used to have host Bunko parties, which okay. some people know what it is. And some people don't. I've talked to people like, oh my gosh, my mom used to play Bunko. I get but- a mix between bingo and that game where you try to hit balls into a certain region of a bowling alley looking outdoor. Scenario. Bocce ball. Yeah. No, not bocce ball. Okay. So Bunko is just a, a dice game. It's like super fucking easy. But my mom had always thrown parties when I was a kid and all the, she would like put us upstairs in her bedroom and say like just watch tv and hang out in here like it's the parents night like we're hanging out and they she would have a ton of friends over they'd have all this food and like drink wine and we would have to stay upstairs oh i always knew what it was but i was never old enough i was like (laughs) yeah and then my mom had like connected with this girl on like facebook marketplace she came and like bought something for my mom and she goes oh you're new to like the the community which her community is like this big community which is like they do so much things they have like facebook pages up to his house and she goes you want to join the bunko my mom's like yeah bunko and i go oh my gosh i'm finally old enough to play bunko and so i went and it was like every lady was probably over 75 and i was like i'm me like popping in there (laughs) and the epitome of youth (laughs) yeah my mom and i went and had like two fat glasses of wine before we even go we had to pregame this shit because like a mom what are we about to walk into did she know what she what was she expecting well she knew like she's played bunko which is she goes it's, it's probably gonna be a bunch of older ladies we'll have fun you meet people in the community blah 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 and so we did that and it was a bunch of older ladies and like everyone was drinking and we had two huge glasses of wine so I was like feeling pretty tipsy going in there like Yes. Big glasses of wine at this place. Cause I was like, well, we have an hour. Like, what are we going to do? And so we went to the little wine bar and had like snack and uh, wine and then went there <laughs> and, and brought a bottle of wine. And so I immediately like started pouring glasses of wine. Cause I was like, fuck me <laughs> with this thing. So I'm just like, you got to adapt to survive. 
yeah, I was chitter chattering with everybody. And then the game starts playing and I got two bunkos. <laughs> and then, so I tied for the most bunkos and I just like had so much fun hanging out with all the ladies, like Judy and Karen and all, all my new besties. Did I miss, what does it mean to get a bunko? So it's just a dice game. You try to get like, so you start first round, you try to get as many ones. You roll until you don't get a one and then it goes to the next person. Then you roll and you roll and you roll and you try to get the most points. And then it goes to the next round. Then you try to get the twos. And then a bunko is like whatever number you're on if you rolled up all of those numbers. Did you explain this already and I just zoned out? No, I've, I haven't. Oh, okay. you, but <laughs> so I feel like I just zoned out again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it is just an easy dumb game, but I almost won. Love that. But then I ended up winning. You want to know what I won? What did you win? I want to know because I'm very curious well, to what rolling the dice will get you. I didn't win the whole competition. I didn't win Bunko, but I won most losses. <laughs> oh. I lost the most rounds. Were you equally as proud as if you won the most? I said, what? I mean, it takes a lot to win that at least I won loss. something on my first game hell yeah I do they do that every week or is that just for you it's once a month <laughs> and so I said ladies and I started connecting go oh my gosh let's be friends on Facebook and these these girls like you are so cute you're a She's network like, you were just the life of the party and I'm like literally 25 hanging out with all these like 75 year old women yeah well we have a lot to relate on um <laughs> we prop like our fathers are their sons you know <laughs> I get it yeah bingo yeah. Just different perspectives bunko, bunko. <laughs> anyways uh, yes that was my Thursday and well, what did I do this weekend I love that speaking of rolling the dice um it's not so much as a dice as a literal clock but know what I've been seeing everywhere and it's numbers it's been, you know how there's like angel numbers. It's like mm-hmm. three, 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 or four, 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 four. Or five, 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 five. Two, 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 two. Six, 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 six. Oh, that's, I have that's been, the devil's number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we don't want to see that. No. Um, I have been seeing everywhere none other than 1215, which is my birthday. And it's like anytime I, I check. 1232. Is that your birthday? say it loud say it proud it's my birthday but yeah it's your birthday bitch (laughs) and we're gonna drink Bacardi like it's your birthday (laughs) so I've been seeing the numbers 12 15 fucking everywhere and I've always hear heard I've always heard people like talking about like angel numbers and stuff like that and was like yeah whatever just a bunch of fucking coincidence but this has been an ongoing pattern for me for like months and then unrelated another sequence I've been seeing has been (laughs) swerve but not so swerve has been 420 on the clock anytime I check the time it's either 420 or 1215 I didn't look up what 420 meant because I didn't need to but I looked up what 1215 (laughs) meant and I was like what does it mean I keep saying my birthday as the time everywhere it's like midnight noon those are pretty much the only times I get to see that are you awake at midnight that's only sometimes only on the weekends having to wake up every single night look at the clock 12 (laughs) 12 15 not again (laughs) it It means well like the first thing I found on google was and I always take the first thing I find on google to be the most accurate because it always is but it said the spiritual meaning of seeing your birthday numbers everywhere is a sign that you are 
in a season of completion. This means mm-hmm. completing projects, goals, relationships, or life events. Once these are completed, this becomes the launching pad to start new projects and birth new manifestations into reality. Don't know what that means for me because I don't think that applies, but I'm not saying I don't believe it. I love that you say the first thing on Google is always true because it's like you see you you literally look for the bold and if there's not like the bold words, just the first explanation you try to research it. That's me every time. I go, I like, I what does this go, word mean? <laughs> I try to go past the ads because you'll Google something, it'll be like three ads right in a row. And I'm just like, well, they paid to have that up here. Let me see what this is. Scroll down. Yeah, I scroll down on the first actual Google search. Yeah, um, I'm like, I'm not gonna actually read about this unless there's that bold actual definition because it's yeah. not real life unless it's on there. And that's what I trust. And I trust it with my whole life and I will die by these words on Google. And you will die by those numbers. No doubt in my fucking mind. 1215 don't you forget it because my clocks won't yeah I get jealous of people with those numbers because I just feel like my brain is just like fucking psychotic that I don't (laughs) know I'm just like oh I see that time obviously I see that time because I look at the clock all the time yeah (laughs) all the time especially when I'm at work of course I'm looking at I don't want to like debunk people's beliefs and their whole, like some people literally live their lives by these numbers. So I don't want to debunk that. But at the same time, of course, I always look at the time at around 12, 15, because I'm ready to go to lunch. <laughs> literally. I'm counting. I'm like, literally, it's like my stomach starts to to growl. And I'm like, I look at the time. It's like 1145. I go, hmm, that's about right. <laughs> you better wait until 1230 just until my oh, yeah. birthday. <laughs> I do. I try, I try to push off lunch as long as I can. So then that way, like the back half of the day, I don't get hungry, you know? Yes. One math. Today I was, I forgot to pack a lunch and I was so mad. And I was like, I've been trying not to buy lunch at work. And I was like, four, I like ate some Ritz crackers and I was like, four o'clock comes around I was so hungry like my stomach was hurting and I don't get off till 5 30 and I was like what am I gonna do so I what ordered do? a Jersey Mike sandwich and I walked downstairs and got a Jersey Mike sandwich at four o'clock in the afternoon. is it at four o'clock in the afternoon I mean for a lunch that's late for dinner that's early <laughs> I don't know where I stand on this matter I'm gonna have There's to think litter. about it the only thing I keep thinking about it was it Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's where the owner of the company hunts rare That's species. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Fuck them. I'm so yeah. glad you didn't get Jimmy John's. Uh, Jersey Mike's is fucking slaps. I love it. I could eat it every day. <laughs> and then this rosemary no bread. Oof. Oof. Yeah, dude. That'll sell a sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, anyways, yeah. had to tell you about my Jersey Mike because I was fucking starving. And then my, I came home and mom's like, I made dinner. Well, I appreciate you doing that. I last night I went to go like make a late night meal and I started making a quesadilla. And then I was like pretty buzzed up because it was Zane's birthday. And I was just looking at the quesadilla and I was like watching it sizzle. I was watching it turn all sexy. And I just had the spatula in my hand and I saw the quesadilla sizzling and I just go slap. Slap! I know that. Done that. Done it, sister. Yeah, I felt like it was my naughty little cheesy girl, and I just had to punish it. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Guess what? I did this weekend. Would love to hear. So, uh, I think it was Saturday. I don't know. My we went to this ghost town. (gasps) Thanks for that reaction. I want to hear all about it. Please tell me. Ghost town was good. (laughs) <laughs> so that was great. 
<laughs> what happened? Where did you go? What did you find any fun facts about it? Because I think that was your homework. Because I actually didn't know you were going to this, and I was like, make sure you get some fun facts. We the drive out there was beautiful, and then um, you like get there, and it's like on this like hill, and it's super like western town and apparently they do like shootouts and acts every hour but of course it doesn't start till november and we went last weekend so but you go into this little saloon and you eat dinner and honestly it was a it was a steakhouse and i know my little veggie friend love you but my mom and i split the steak and it was amazing i can't relate (laughs) to you no (laughs) and then they have like horseback riding out there they have like museum tour they have zip lining it was actually really cool but nothing of course was open for some reason when we went there okay the funniest part was we're like driving my mom like is posting on facebook because you know if you know my mom she's a facebook queen she is a social media uh extraordinaire (laughs) where she was just born slightly in the wrong era if she was born like three generations later so like like, she would be making millions she'd be a tiktok star for sure yeah but anyways with her post you can tell that she's older but the way she (laughs) but um no offense mom love you but uh (laughs) she was posting everywhere we're in this haunted town we're going to a haunted town and I'm like looking at it on our way home and I go mom I don't think it's a haunted town like they say it's a ghost town like I go have you ever heard the term like a ghost town like nobody lives there like oh it's a ghost town she kept saying this haunted town I go mom I didn't say anywhere that this place was haunted And me and Drew are sitting in the back, and Drew just started laughing. And I go, and she goes, "No, it was, it was totally haunted." And I was like, <laughs> "No, mom, it was just called a ghost town. Like that's what people say. Like, like no say, one goes there. Yeah, like it's a ghost town. Like have, you're it was, more likely to find a ghost than a human. Yeah, you go to the mall. It was a ghost town. Nobody was there. Like, oh it no, just means nobody lives there. Nobody was there. And oh no, she, I hope there were ghosts there. And she was just kept being like, on the way to the haunted town. And I'm like, mom, it's not haunted. It's not like spirits are gonna come awaken. Like, no. Was and it then, not haunted? It wasn't haunted, but it was a ghost town. So it was apparently like it was big back in the day, and then they like had shootouts. And there's this guy named Cowboy Dan, and he like Cowboy Dan. He has this like. Like reminds me of Dirty couch. Dan, which is Sandy Cheeks' alter ego. Dirty Dan. <laughs> yeah. I wanna go home. <laughs> Never forget. I see that every Sandy day Cheeks when I'm at work. Home. Yeah, me too. Uh, that is very interesting that it wasn't actually a ghost town. I wish it was for the sake of stories. I wanted to hear some spooky shit happen. But since we're almost in the month of October, um, do you have any like scary stories that you can think of that have happened to you personally? I think about your story, but you told me a couple weeks ago about it. Oh yeah, that was on the podcast. Freaked out. Yeah, that was spooky. Scary stories. Um, I know. I don't think I have any either but not for lack of like scary things happening to me I think I'm more so just try to rationalize everything so I don't get scared I okay well, this isn't really scary but this is what popped into my mind love to hear so this was probably I think I was maybe I think it was a freshman in high school and my um 
high school best friend, Elizabeth, shout out to Elizabeth, love her. She, Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, her and I went to a movie. It was like some weekend and we went to like the last showing. So it got out at like one 30 in the morning mm-hmm. of this movie. I don't even remember what we saw. And then we leave the movies, you know, like after you leave the movies, like the concessions are already shut down, everything's shut down. And when you leave, like the doors locked behind you. And then we like get into her car. She's like, I don't have my phone. And Uh-oh. I was like, oh shoot. And she goes, I must've left it in there. And I was like, oh, well, like, let me track you because we still had to find my iPhone back in the day. Right. Um, and so I like found her on find my iPhone. I go, oh, it's like still in the movie theater. And I, so we like went and knocked on the doors, knocked on the doors. Nobody was answering because they weren't letting us in. And then finally like this like lady came out and she like didn't speak a lot of English. She's like, no, it's not in here. Like, I don't know. You can't come in. You can't come Interesting. in. And so we were like, okay, what, what do we do? Like, we know what's in there. So this lady wouldn't let us in. So we like called the police officers, like their non-emergency line. We're like, so like, this is our situation. Her phone's in there. We can see it on here. Like we need the phone and um they're like okay we're coming so this guy shows up he's a police officer at this point it's like 2 15 in the morning and we're sitting there and he's like knocking on the girl finally like comes back and he's like like the phone's in here we can tell you need to let us in all stuff so she finally lets us in with the cops then we're like looking everywhere and we like see it moving was on find my iphone shut and we up were like what the heck like it's in there and we like went into each movie we went into the first the movie theater we were in went to the seat it wasn't there because she just left it in like the cup holder or something yeah and it it wasn't there and we were like what the heck where is it and then i'm just like calling it repeatedly to kind of listen to it and totally then we go into this other one we were like searching a couple of them and then you could hear like like oh hear the vibrate and we were like where is it and then you like walk in and you get closer and closer to like the screen and you could hear it like like it was behind and like I put my hands on the wall you could hear it vibrating and I was like oh my gosh and so the like police officer like rubs the curtain back and they had cut a hole like a slit in the wall and stuck her phone in there and grab like so we were like what the fuck so we grabbed it so then obviously the cop starts like questioning everybody and he was like okay like we'll get a final sketchy motherfuckers yeah and then he like gets a final like thing from us and like was like you girls can go home here's the phone thanks and we didn't go home till, okay like, three in the morning no what kind of privilege you just had is that not only okay I experienced a similar amount of privilege but my car I had a jeep wrangler sport 2002 really stolen out of the parking lot I had it parked in I go to that parking spot the next day gone I reported to the police. They're like, okay, well, market is stolen. Months later, like two to three months later, it ends up found in the town, two towns next from mine. And they're like, apparently it was used to try to steal from another home. So they were driving my car to try to rob houses. And then I get the car back because they dumped it on the side of the road. And then I find the car and it's just totally mangled. Like they try to take it off roading. There's scratches along the side of it. The transmission's fucked. Everything's fucked. Like I have to redo everything. And I asked them like, so like what's going on with like the the theft, like the theft part. And they're like, oh, we don't know. It's like, okay, so... Thanks. Did you like, I mean, maybe this is stupid to ask, but I was like, did you dust it for prints? And they were like, no. And I was like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah, literally. (laughs) 
and yet Thank you me. had this cop follow you through the movie theater following your iphone just you can get this was also sherwood oregon and it was like this small little town they had nothing better to do on that friday night this is true and so finally then they get it that guy ended up being illegal and they like ended up sending him back to mexico which i did feel kind of guilty about but my mom this is my mom talk about a momager she like gets a hold of like this new station and then they contest us and she literally was contacting and like on the phone with like all these different news stations we were on like no. six different news stations we had all these different interviews and we had to meet at coffee shops and we and it was like we were called the teenage sleuths and we were on the paper we were on the news oh you can still look us up to this day and find us and we were in the wow because we found the find my iphone that's it was when, so accurate one hell of a come up i must say like in terms of uh pub- publicity because what it was kind of like creepy, but you know, but yeah, that was my yeah. story that came to mind. I still want to, I feel like I've had creepy stuff happen to me, but I don't. It's pretty violating when something like that gets taken from you and you're like, that literally is my entire life, basically in a phone. I like, had, well, they were just going to probably delete it and sell it, but I was like, but still, like how always... often do you do that? You slimy mother effer. Yeah, there's especially in such like a little town uh movie theater that you think you're fine, like if you lose something in the cup holder, it'll be in the lost and found later on. Uh this last weekend actually, I was getting ready to go to bed and I look at my phone and I like do my last little check of Instagram because of course I'm addicted to social media, and I oh, see yeah. this little notification that's like somebody from Hillsborough, Oregon just logged into your Instagram. I saw that. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, oh, great. This is how it happens. This is how it starts. They're going to lock me out of every single one of my accounts. And so I started getting freaked out and I changed all of my passwords to everything. And I logged them out a million times and they keep locking back in. And then- Really? How do you know? Because you kept getting notifications? I kept getting notifications. And I was like, I think one of the passwords I changed it to was like, oh my God, please stop. I just I couldn't get them to stop and I was just like kind of freaking out because it's not like I had anything to hide per se but it was like just the fact that someone was going to take over my identity on like this social media platform I was like I don't love you that. to delete your whole Instagram and yeah like, start over which is Hillsborough Oregon it was That's strange odd. It was strange. I hope that it was just a fluke and nothing else more comes from it. But I did set up, I did set up way more authentication, uh, like two steps for authentication. What am I trying to say? I don't know. I'm getting kind of buzzed and I can't make words. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's right. But I, uh, yeah, that's like freaky though, because that shit's so like popping off right now. Yeah. No one didn't do it. Was not a fan, not a fan at all. Okay. I have something that keeps coming up in my day-to-day life that I think I need to address. Address it. Tell me. I think I have accidental imposter syndrome, but it's not because I see something and I love it and I like want to encompass that as my own personal identity. It's more so that I see something out of the grand scheme of a million pieces of information I see in the same day. And then I put it in the back of my brain and forget it. And then I create something like a week from then. And I think it's my idea, but it's not. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All the time. No, that happens to me. 
Yeah. So for example, I got these glasses and I sent a picture to my friend Juliet and I was like, I was like, yeah, I love them. I think they're really cute. And then as soon as I pressed send, I was like, wait, does she have these same glasses? What if these are the exact same glasses that she has? And I just didn't realize it. And I bought the same exact glasses that she has. And I just don't know it. And I'm sending her these being like, look how cute they are. And she's gonna be like, bitch, these are the same glasses I have. Plot twist. Hers are completely different. (laughs) But Um, another example is when I post things on TikTok and they're trending. So it's like a trending sound. And then I post like my own take on it. And then I post it. And then I was like, oh, this is so funny. And then like, as soon as I press post, I'm like, wait, did someone else already post that? And I'm just like, thought theirs was funny. So I'm like posting it again. Yes, I know what you're saying. And I'm just driving me nuts about (laughs) what I was just going to say, because I had such a valid point. I believe you. Don't think Uh, I don't believe you. Because even though you don't mind tell me your point, I believe you have a point. It'll Maybe it'll come to me. But I think a lot of, like, I think some of it has to do with, like, the anxiety in her brain. Yeah. Thinking, like, oh, no. Like, is this, is someone going to think of, like, oh, my gosh, you're copying me. Well, oh, please, I'm you. yawning. Don't you um, dare yawn on this podcast. I know. I started my period this week, and I have Dude, been... I started mine on Monday. Fuck. I started mine on Sunday. We're synced up, and we're so far away. We're synchronized swimmers. <laughs> it's, been, it's been brutal. It's been killing me. I'm literally like, fuck. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, we'll get through it. Um, But I do feel like a lot of it has to do with just, I mean, social media has a lot to do with anxiety that people have developed, but like caring so much about, oh no, is that going to like, what are they going to think that I'm copying them? I don't want them to think that, oh no, is that, are they going to be like weirded out? All that kind yeah. of stuff. Or but, like sometimes people are just flattered where they're like, oh, I posted something similar. They must have thought it was yeah. funny and then they posted something else similar. So how are you and mosquitoes? How's your alliance doing? Oh, my goodness. My good golly gracious. <laughs> I don't understand why mosquitoes were put on this earth. Dude, totally. Good Lord above. Why are they here? What do they do? My lucky stars. What are you putting these skeeters on this earth for? I am covered in bug bites, mosquito bites to be exact. And I feel like a damn meth head because I constantly am scratching them and I can't stop because it just like, I, they itch so bad. And I probably have over 50 bites on my legs and arms and ankles. And it's so bad. I know and the it's, feeling. It's just right now because we're in like the rainy monsoon season and we're getting out of it. But when it's humid here, so many bugs come out yeah and the mosquitoes just freaking oh my god I was just talking about it with my mom and my mom gets bit so much too and I just yeah if you saw my ankles and my knees right now what's up with how they attach to like your joints they go to your ankles knees like shoulders like anywhere you have like a joint connection they're just like oop this sounds like dinner I I can't see it, but I totally believe you. And I experience the same thing whenever I go to, <laughs> whenever I go to places where uh, mosquitoes are prevalent, I experience the same fucking thing. And it's so goddamn annoying. And um, I looked into it one time because I was like, what's going on? Why am I getting bit, like eaten alive by mm-hmm. mosquitoes when my friends are not and they're in the same exact space as I am? And one of the things they said was like diabetes and I was like, well, like your blood is more sweet or something like that. And like, I was like, well, I have diabetes. Thanks for diagnosing me. And I'm like, perfect. Now I have diabetes too. Thanks a lot, WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> and 
no but I it was like it was a factor but I know it's not my case because I'm in I think that's it for it but uh that's a thing and then certain blood types I think are more susceptible to mosquito bites I don't know it's just like there's no real answer and if you go on WebMD like me you'll think you're dying so don't do that I, 10 out of 10 don't recommend <laughs> 10 out of 10 do not recommend going on WebMD I yeah, have don't. diagnosed myself that ugh, yeah so your, your blood type has to do with it and it? are yes, you telling me that factual yes I think okay. I don't know but okay. I've heard that by many people I don't know my blood type so I can't even tell you what blood type I have so I'm sorry everybody like they're expensive tests yeah I don't know but I know my mom and I have the same blood type and we both get eaten alive so yeah I don't know I but I, I know, know that's a true thing because like Drew doesn't get eaten at all yeah at all. And so, like, my mom's, which, on a lighter note, not even a lighter note, it's kind of a heavier note, I was a very sick baby, and I had to go into surgery when I was young, when I was, no. like, first born. Are you and okay? I'm okay. I had half of my kidney removed, fun <gasps> fact of the day, and... What do you do with the other half? Um, My mom ate it. Just kidding. That's weird. I don't know why Like I a placenta? That. No. Um, so... <laughs> No, I had it removed. No I, wonder you guys are so close. <laughs> I had it removed. I don't know what the hell they did with it. I don't think it was useful. Whatever. Anyways, so she had to have, like, make sure her blood type was the same as mine in case she had to give me, like, a blood transfusion. But that's how I know the same blood. But neither of us know our blood type, so great. But we Oops. both get eaten alive, long story short. And Why is my but- instinct to say it's blood type O? Maybe. <laughs> But I think there's O negative and O positive. I don't know if there's just O. There's, isn't, is there A and B? A. There's a lot of letters of the alphabet. I don't know. What are the blood types? A positive, B negative. I could have swore there's an O. I don't know. This is making me feel very dumb. So we're Anyways, just going to disregard. On. Hate mosquitoes. If I were to take one thing off this planet, it would be mosquitoes. Yeah. The Second last one- would be snakes. <laughs> Or tarantulas, spiders. Spiders and snakes, although they both do well for pest control. However, with mosquitoes, I had a friend that once told me, they were like, the last mosquito that bit me had to check into rehab. And I live by that day to day. Okay, this is another mosquito story. This, uh, sorry, I'm so freaking stuffed up and allergic to cats. No. (laughs) Um, And yet you have cats. Yeah. Um, So uh this person yeah sorry add (laughs) (laughs) cats um someone's a squirrel i said cat (laughs) just chasing that no uh this person died because they got bit by a mosquito got the west nile virus and fucking died People don't talk about it enough. West Nile, it's out there. That damn West Nile. That damn West Nile. It's the real thing. She gonna no, get literally you. got bit by a normal mosquito, and I have a hundred of them. I'm like, give me the goddamn West Nile, and you dying. I will. No, I will see that robo for sure. Mosquito. Well, it's been a risk for quite a while. The West Nile virus. Uh, there was Wait, that one country accent. <laughs> it's been a risk for quite some time. Sometimes it takes over. It takes over, and I have no control. <laughs> Anywho, 
Moving any, on. Any Weezer Hauer. <laughs> any Weezer Hauer. <laughs> what did you space on today? Well, you were in, in, in a limbo. Did you do the limbo at work today? I was in such a... There are some work days where I am so on par with the personality that I voice in my interview and then there are some work days where I am just like space cadet 3000 and I have no business being there so today I had no business being there (laughs) I just picture like two different Nicole's one walking in her spunky self like hey how are you what's going on I'm so great I'm organizing I'm taking notes on everything like oh yeah great studious great yeah. I already have that done you needed it done at 12 o'clock today it was done last night baby. it was in yesterday then I see this other Nicole walking in like I'm like who are you guys you're are looking you around talking and me? you're kind of like <laughs> hey I, yeah, some people might call that on your bipolar, phone. Polar, but we're just I gonna got a case call with it the bipolars. Bonky. <laughs> we're just gonna call it high energy, low energy. Um, on my high energy days, I am there for you. I got you. I can accomplish any task within thirty seconds if you're giving it to me. And then there are some days where I'm like, you give me one task a day, and I might be able to accomplish it. So that was me today, and I was- I highly relate to that. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Today, I literally was telling everyone, I was like, I'm a straight psychopath. Like, I (laughs) am a psychopath. I still am convinced. Like, crazy, fun person you'll ever meet. Funny, great, haha. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. I'll be a complete bitch. And I am moody and- But, you know, that's work. You You spend 40 plus hours a week with people- exactly get used to it (laughs) exactly I know I think that I don't think that it's fair enough to assume that your your employees are going to have the exact same personality every single day that they walk into your office working for you like they're not working for themselves they're not inspired to like do something for themselves like of course they're not going to be fucking hyped to be there every single day of their goddamn life like they were in their interview they're just trying to get paid yeah (laughs) blow up like the world trade (laughs) <laughs> sorry that was probably bad to say <laughs> not yet I mean not I don't know so <laughs> speaking of being tired last night I had a rough night last night and I so fall asleep right away because it's me every time you put me down I am oh, I'll put you five down. seconds yeah me too if it's I'll nighttime and watch seconds watching a movie at nighttime I'm out anyways no. go on yeah so nine o'clock maybe ten o'clock whatever no it's nine o'clock fall asleep I wake up around 11 10 30 11 and uh, my throat was like bothering me I was coughing because I'm allergic to cats and you know I love cats so can't stop won't stop but I'm like (laughs) I'm I'm, like coughing and I'm like my throat is bothering me I'm drinking water it's not helping and so I like get up I like find my like soothing cough drops and I like put one in and I was sucking on it and it was good it like helped when went back no I tried to go back to sleep don't go back to sleep tv's on document not I don't know if it's a documentary it's kind of a documentary it's a new series on Netflix I don't know what it's called but I will find we can call it a Netflix series for the meantime it's actually really fucking good and it's about like these people that like broke into celebrity homes back in the day the bling ring yes the bling ring and did you watch it all 
Well, of I was like, I did. Into it. Not only did I watch it all, I watched it when Emma Robert, Emma, uh, Emma I haven't Watson, watched it all. No, Emma Watson was part of the recreation movie of it, which they reference in the series. I've only watched episode one of the series, but they made a movie about it with Emma Watson. And where then is before, it? I don't know where it is, probably on Amazon. Um, but it's then down even on before, Amazon, you get down Amazon. Oh, you like <laughs> Mike and Ike's? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways keep going and then before the movie they actually had a different special somewhere like back in like the it was the youtube days but it wasn't on youtube it was like one of the first like documentary series like i almost want to say it was like bravo or like something like that and they had a series about the bling ring how many episodes did you watch oh gosh i didn't even look and then i regret it after i turned it off i, <laughs> I should have looked i probably watched at least two or three I think it was a limited series because I got pretty far in it Mm -hmm. but it's just crazy like what people will go through to like try to do that like rich and famous lifestyle and these people that knew the people and the industry and they wanted to go out and party and the guy wanted to fit in so that's why he was going and breaking into all these places and I was like I was literally like wow this is like a lot of tea could you imagine breaking in fucking Paris Hilton's house yeah I know and I think one of the funniest parts of that entire series I only watched episode one but it was like so they would break into Paris Hilton's house over and over again and she would just have like random cash spewed in her various purses and so they would eventually find like you know a couple thousand dollars per visit just like of crumpled up cash and they're like in one time we found a bag of coke and we did it and it was the best coke of our life and then you like <laughs> they're like flash. we were doing paris hilton's cocaine <laughs> and then you flash to the end of the episode and it was like paris's lawyers regret yeah. to or like they they deny was any not her confirmation that this was her narcotics <laughs> yeah. should have could have would have it was paris hilton she had yeah. money back in the day she did cocaine I mean, I think I know who to believe in that matter. Yeah. But, um, I mean, why not? You got money, partying, you do the cocaine. This is a pretty interesting segue to like get into the book of the week. Ooh! The book of the fucking week, bro. Are you ready for it? Who's ready for it? I'm ready for it. <laughs> and here's Nicole with the book of the week. And I'm Dirty Dan. (laughs) Welcome to the book of the week. This book, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. The book pretty much talks about how we have very little control about how well we do in life and how the most successful people are almost all predetermined by a crazy compilation of coincidences mixed with work ethic, I think. Maybe I shouldn't be giving the general synopsis because I think this book was a lot smarter than I am. But Anyways. You are smart. <laughs> Say something nice about yourself. I'm not an idiot. I'm just a silly goose. What do those glasses tell you? They tell me I'm a silly goose. I'm a silly goose. <laughs> smart. <laughs> so it starts out with going into scenario one. The town of Rosetto. It's located south of Rome, Italy, and people from there decided it was time to venture to America back in the day and first landed in New York, as they do. Then Pennsylvania. So these Rosettans or Rosettians, Rosettans, um, Rosetta Stone, Rosetta Stones, these Towins. No, I'm just kidding. I'll just call them Rosettans for now. The in Pennsylvania had all their families and like everyone they knew come out to meet them there and created Rosetta 2.0. 
in America. So it was like the same exact town in Italy, but in Pennsylvania. They didn't change much about their lives when they all moved there either. Like the same, same, but different. They still spoke Italian and had basically the same diet as they did when they lived in Italy, consisting mainly of fats and pizza and pasta, I think. But definitely high fat. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely high fat. Like 41% of their calories came from fat. Researchers found them really intriguing because they found a strange occurrence with resident settlers in Pennsylvania because in that time, it was like a daily run-in with doctors where heart disease was increasingly prevalent in younger patients. But in this funky little town, it was rare that anyone under the age of 65 had heart disease at all. And so they found also that there was no suicide, no alcoholism, no drug addiction, and very little crime. This is where the author Malcolm Gladwell said for the first time, the name of the book, which we all love when it happens. He said Rosetto was an outlier. We all love when it happens. I can't relate because I am not a book reader, but uh, you know I've done that back in the day. And so the reason they were living these long lives wasn't because they had healthy lifestyles and were running marathons and partaking in sunset yoga retreats. It wasn't from location. It wasn't from diet. It wasn't from genetics. So these researchers were really stumped. They were like super intrigued by this group of people. And they were like, what the fuck is it? What's their secret? Then they looked at how they all interacted with one another. And they saw three plus generations living under the same roof, which for me screams stress-related heart attack, but whatever. And then they saw people cooking for each other, being neighborly, having this huge magnetic magnetic force of community. They saw that the residents had created a powerful, and this is a quote, powerful, protective social structure, insulating them from the modern world. End quote. Outliers, dude. End quote. (laughs) Loved the end quote. (laughs) So it sounds good, though. I mean, it's really like, it's crazy because it's so true. yeah yeah it's it's very uncommon to our present day lives so we're just like how are these people like surviving this way and we're like well we don't know from experience we must have to learn from like story you know and so it goes into part one which is opportunity when the opportunity comes knocking you open that damn door yeah open that bitch malcolm gladwell it's the opportunity hello will you let me in Um, just me a little wanker let me in on another spooky note if you see a black-eyed kid trying to do that to you to get into your car at home don't do it i learned that on the scary podcast but anyways for this circumstance okay we'll get back to that later (laughs) for this circumstance if opportunity comes a knocking you open that damn door malcolm gladwell throughout this book provides very lengthy examples of his points which like sometimes i get very lost because like i said this book is way smarter than me but for this point he talks about canadian hockey leagues in the 1980s consisting of a bunch of 17 through 19 year olds when examining like the successful use of canadian hockey you know something fishy almost all the kiddos on the team were born between january and march not only that, but mostly born in January, then some in February, then the rest in March. And then there were a few, wait for it, outliers, 
but the number (laughs) but the number of them that were in january through march were literally baffling and so he did this cute little research and found out that the cutoff date for hockey was december peculiar right so when the how do you say the word peculiar it's pretty much if you think of pelican brewing company you pretty much say that word but change it a little bit to peculiar i'm not gonna try keep going keep talking okay so when the kids were younger like 11 months worth of height and weight made a big difference like just think about when you're eight and you have 11 months ahead of somebody like you're a lot bigger and so especially when kids were considered quote big for their age they were like having a great advantage towards the people that were on the lower end of the the cutoff. So the kids on the older side of the cutoff date were noticeably bigger, therefore more likely to be picked up by scouts. From there, they had a million more subsequent doors open for them because they were lucky enough to be born in January through March. Like they'd be put on traveling teams and then they'd have a lot more playing time and they'd have a lot more practice time. Like there was just so many more open doors for them when that scenario occurred. And then don't get me wrong. It wasn't just that they were born between January and March, but like that was important, but also it was that they were big. They also mixed that with the fact that they were willing to work and take advantage of the opportunities that this cutoff date provided them. In other words, these kids knew if they were able to work to develop their ability, their work would reward them. Boom. Opportunity. And then let's move right along, righty-tidy along to scenario number two. Mm. I mean, Yay. Malcolm Gladwell doesn't call them scenarios, but I'm going to call them scenarios because I don't know what to call them. Scenario number two, the 10,000-hour rule. 10,000 hours. Okay. So if you spend 10,000 hours. It's a lot of fucking hours. If you spend 10,000 hours practicing something, you will be an expert. There's this famous computer geek, Bill Joy, who created some super freaking important software that we still use today. I'm pretty sure there are multiple softwares he created, but the one Malcolm Gladwell talks about is the software that our phones are currently using to access access the internet. Thanks, Bill. He sounds amazing. Cheers to him. Thanks for everything you give us. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> he is said to be, quote, the Einstein of the internet. Kind of a big Einstein deal. Einstein of the internet. Yeah. Can you imagine if Einstein had access to the internet? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so he was... <laughs> He'd be a genius. Oh, wait. Right? He's one. Oh, wait. He fucking is one. So <laughs> Bill Joy was presented with this opportunity, right? Where he started at university of michigan the year that the computer center opened and they were one of the only colleges to have like a computer center at this time so he was very lucky and luck does play into success rate because you have to have opportunity mixed with luck mixed with work ethic mixed with a bunch of other things we'll get into soon but because he was born november 8th 1954 then, when computers slash the internet was invented, he was at the perfect age to learn. So, for example, like if he would have been a little too young, he would have been kind of slow on the uptake, being like, "Well, I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna have to learn from the from my other folks." Being like, "They'll have to teach me how the internet is." And if he was a little too old, he'd be like, "Well, I better just, for lack of a better 
uh, argument work in construction and be like this is going to be my career but because he was born at the perfect time where opportunity for computer science was like out in the open and nobody had a monopoly on it no matter who your parents were no matter how how wealthy you were you had access to this this gig and like this new world of computer science and so because he was born november 8th 1954 um he got a huge advantage and side note let's just see if this resonates with you guys or like click something so like other computer geniuses in the world steve jobs born 1955 bill gates born 1955 eric schmidt chief executive of google 1955 three other founders of sun microsystems which is another big computer company uh 1954 1955 1955 coincidence i think not uh side side note in interviews for microsoft they would ask questions like why do they make manholes round? Go ahead and answer that. Why? I don't know. I, don't I know. guess it was because people couldn't fit through them, but then I realized most people probably are more like on the round side. But they make they make manholes round for a reason, and I don't know the reason. And if you didn't know the reason in your interview in Microsoft, you wouldn't be hired. Is it wrong for me to ask what's a manhole? It's like the thing that Marilyn Monroe stood over in that famous picture of hers where she's like. Oh, where the air comes up. Mm-hmm. No steam. Yeah. 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 Okay. I get that. Because I'm like, wait a minute. What's it? What's yeah. a manhole? But I don't know why. So was there, they ask you that? What, they how? ask you that in the Microsoft interview, but that's, I don't know the answer. Mm. And so that's why we wouldn't be hired at Microsoft. Yeah, well, no, I would not be hired at Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) They would literally ask you like abstract questions like that. And then if you didn't know the answer, they'd be like, okay, you can carry on. So like, what if if you like made up an answer? Like, well, I bet that would be fine. I think, I think as long as you're like, you have too many sharp edges. If you were too square, then you would not be allowed where round is just more fun because you just keep going around. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So anyways, back to the book. Um, so the year people were born is not just to do with hockey or computers. There's a list of 75 richest people in human history. Just think about it for a second. That's a long list of fucking people. There is a list of 75 richest people in human history where 20% of this list are Americans born near each other in the 19th century. And that's 1839 through 1940. That's not right. 1835 through 1940, 1830 something through 1940, 1830 through the 19, fuck, 1830s through the 1840s. And in this time, lots of advancements and transformations happened in America. And what mattered was how old you were when these things happened. So along with the year you were born, the generation you were born into matters too. People born into small generations, an example, there was a decline in birth rate. That means that you were given a leg up, believe it or not, and it's your time to shine. You're going to have small class sizes with a lot of teachers, access to great schools without much competition for getting in, no problem getting into a sports team, having access to more playing time. Then when you enter job market for graduation after 
all this time all the employers are like wow we've been waiting for people like thank you so much for coming and you're like bitch I just graduated but they've just been waiting for you because you were born to such like a generation that didn't have mm-hmm. very much of a high birth rate and so anyways back to Bill Joy <laughs> our boy good Bill old big Joy. Bill Joy yeah he I feel like he's one of our underrated superstars um he would stay at the computer center all night long and their software happened to have a bug in it that his buddies and him discovered that where they can get in to unlimited access without paying by entering a few special characters into the login and because he could practice all night he was able to put in hella fucking hours and that by that time when ten thousand oh potentially and so by that time by the time that he was presented with an opportunity in the terms of business, he was already basically an expert. And that ties into another example of the 10,000 hour rule. The Beatles, they were together seven years before landing in America. In 1960, they were invited to Hamburg, Germany, back when it was all strip clubs and trash. It allowed them the opportunity to practice a bunch of hours being on stage, boom, experts. Then Malcolm Gladwell, talks about geniuses iq levels wealthy kids versus poor kids and the opportunities or luck that happens there and what it equals i'm not sure how this part ties in per se but i found it really interesting and i'm at the very end of my notes here i think at the end of the book i just kind of like lost interest but he does present like a fuck ton more examples that are in my brain but i just didn't find necessary to bring to our attention so to contrast the residents, the residents, the toes in Pennsylvania, people born places like along the Appalachian Mountains had a to- totally different pattern. They didn't have access to the same type of crops or farming mechanisms as places like, say, the residents. And their livelihood depended mostly on livestock. Unlike crops, your livestock can be stolen from you overnight, ruining your entire family's lives. Because of this, honor was highly valued in their culture and their reputation that they had was everything due to their means to survive so if you were known to literally fuck people up or even kill them for messing with your property the odds are that you were safe in terms of survival and wealth these sounds therefore were riddled with crime and violence so i think that's bad luck Anyways, the main takeaway that I have from this book was that we have very little control about how successful we are in life, so just do your best. Do your fucking best. Yeah. I love that, because you know what? That's all we ever can do. That one was like, that book was a very different one, where it was like, I didn't want to read it, because I felt like it it told me that I'm not special, and I like want to hear that I'm special special. all the time. I know, but like, I wasn't... I wasn't born in this like special era. I wasn't born in like low class periods. I don't know. Like there's so many like little factors there that according to Malcolm Gladwell, like made you a very special human. And I'm just like, I don't think this applies to me. But on the contrary, Zane, he loved this book because he's like, I'm not special. This feels great. And I'm like, (laughs) well, that's one way to look at it though. It's good though. Yeah, you know? I don't know. It's good to see both sides. I don't know. I don't know how I, I feel know. about this one. Well, I like it though. You know, you're the you're the book reader of the group, and I'm over here like, you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> the one part I did like, well, what I've been liking about every single book is that they all tie into each other. Where like this one, they talk about Rosetta 
Italy slash Rosetta, Pennsylvania. And they're like, oh yeah, the diets, you know, really high fat, i.e. olive oil. Like, that's literally the book that we read last week. Yeah. I love that. And Drew's trying to get me to read a book. And <laughs> What book? It's something about overthinking things. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that can't be applicable to you. You know, I was like, mm. he goes, I read like freaking three pages of this book. And I said, like, Monica needs to read this. And I was like, yeah, I read the back of it. And it was like every little thing applied to me. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll read a book here or there. And I'll let you know if I do. I would love to hear it. I would especially love to hear it, especially if um it was before we record our podcast so I know that I don't have to read one and so I can be like oh cool I could take this week off <laughs> yeah I'm not a great reader but I listen to things I watch things well that's what's important you know I'm a visual learner put it that way <laughs> yeah I think next week well I do have a book in mind so I won't even spoil it just in case I don't end up reading it but it should be um, more mental health related than this one this one was interesting because of the research that came with it where it's like it's just so many things outside of our control that depict where we are in life but I don't know I don't know well I mean yeah you can't control everything you can't control who you are where you are well, I guess you can control where you are. Control yeah. your fucking narrative. Control your fucking narrative, everybody. Exactly. But, all right, everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you That's for hanging out. I That's hope you enjoy. A rappuccino. A rappuccino. See you all next week, motherfuckers. Uh, don't forget about us. We can't wait to see you next Thursday. <laughs> Bye. Bye.